0: podcasts.
1: It's always Game Day in Buffalo wherever you pod. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and of course the Odyssey platform. Download the Odyssey app, listen to all of our Odyssey stations. I'm Sal Capaccio WGR Sports Radio 550. You hear me? on the air on the Extra Point Show with Joe DiBiase every weekday. Matt Bove, Channel 7 WKBW-TV Sports Director. He joins me here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. We do this uh, several times a week. We're going to be doing it during the regular season, and we're here throughout the offseason as well. So thanks for joining us. And Matt, I threw out some – I I put up the signal, I guess, for some questions for us Mm -hmm. on Twitter, at Sal Sports, at Matt underscore Bove. Got a couple of them, and I know a couple that you kind of caught the attention of you that you want to go over as well.
0: Yeah, so everybody, thank you for submitting your questions. We appreciate that, and we're happy to answer some of the ones that we can. We'll start with Lewis here, and the basic – I'm just going to kind of paraphrase here. He said that he's got a 7-year-old son who's going to be going to his first Bills game on October 9th. That's against the Steelers, a 1 o'clock Sunday game. What should he experience for his first game? And I think that's a very interesting question because 7-years-old not very far off from Max, so you have a little bit of intel there. To me, I would say make sure your son kind of gets a little bit of a feel of the tailgate. You can't go into the, you know, the craziness of the, you know, the tailgates that everybody's jumping through the tables or anything like that, but I think he should experience the tailgate scene just to kind of see how big it is. Maybe he can have some cool food outside while he's getting ready for the game. I think the one thing that I would suggest is get into the game early because when the stadium's kind of empty still and people are funneling in that's when you get some of the coolest moments of watching your favorite players out on the field and seeing them before they've got their helmet on and there's all these other people like if your son is a big Josh Allen fan or he's a big Stefan Diggs fan go to the bottom of the bowl and watch yep. the Bills warm up and who knows maybe Stefan Diggs will throw you a ball or Josh Allen will be over there and he'll you can take a picture of him close up so that would be my suggestion it would be get in early the gates for a one o'clock game, I believe, open at 1130 sale. I think that's correct. That's right. An hour and a half before the game. I think, well,
1: since the pandemic started, it's been uh, two hours since they, okay. said, uh, as of last year. I think there was a, th- there was something happened last year. I think it's, it's think it's two hours now, and I don't know if they've changed that yet. So if that's the case, let, let's hope that is, because I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I would say get in right when you can, when the gates open. You wanna beat the rush of people going in there. You don't want you and your little guy to be standing in a really long line waiting right. to get into the game, especially if it's hot and you're just gonna kind of be whatever. And take them around the stadium. Show them different parts of the stadium too. Go watch the pre-game from the you know, from the lower bowl. And then show them around the other parts of the stadium and point out different things because it's gonna be a lot to experience. it's gonna be a lot but it's also going to be a really cool experience. And it's going to be one that he probably remembers for the rest of his life. I I remember my first game. I'm sure a lot of people remember theirs. So hopefully it's a special day for him.
1: Yeah. And um, I I couldn't set it better myself, Matt. Great suggestions. I love that. Um, Max goes last year. He was seven and that's when he went to his first handful of regular season games. He had gone to a couple of preseason games, uh, went to a regular season game. He handled himself well. He loved it. Um, He, he would, he did come home. And I will tell you, Lewis, My seven-year-old last year did come home and he did tell me how many F-bombs he counted. I just want you to know that. Just so you know, people do swear at the games. I'm sure you know that. But uh, yeah, enjoy it. I think those are great suggestions. All right. Give me another one, Matt.
0: All right. So this one comes from Kevin and he tweeted in, do you have a game day ritual? Who makes the call for where to go to dinner on the road? So it's a little bit of a two-part question. So do you want to start and then I'll go or do you want me to start? You go ahead. Okay. So, Kevin, I do have a game day ritual. I'm glad you asked. So I listen to the exact same playlist of music on the way to every Bill's home game that I drive to. I don't know why. I just have always seemed to do it. I'm not even that superstitious. I am a little stitious, but for some reason I like to just throw the same music on. It just kind of gets me into routine. And I feel like up to this point it's worked. So I don't want to really screw around with something. If it's not broke, don't fix it. So that is my game day ritual. But I will say that like the actual team, there are game day rituals that they follow. And I learned this first and foremost, when we were on the road to start the 2019 season. So Sal stays at the team hotel. Back then, Channel 7 also stayed at the team hotel. And we were staying in Jersey City for the first game of the year against the Jets and then the second game of the year against the Giants. So the first week I showed up, checked into my room. They give me my room number, my key, whatever, go cover the game the next day. The Bills come back with a big fourth quarter and they win. They beat the Jets by, I think, a point. The next week, they're once again in New York. So they stay at the same hotel and I go check in. And they said, welcome back, Mr. Beauvais You're in room whatever it was. And I was like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. I was in the exact same room <laughs> last week when we were here for the Jets. And they're like, oh, no, it wasn't a coincidence. The Bills requested that everybody has the exact same rooms this week because last week they won. I said, oh, OK, makes sense. The next morning was Sunday. I went out. I wanted to go pick up a coffee and get something for breakfast. And I ran into Brandon Bean and Joe Shane. And it is raining outside. And I go, what are you guys doing? Like walking out in the rain? Like it's kind of crappy outside. You're going to head over to the stadium soon. And they're like, well, we went on a walk at 830 last Sunday. So we're doing it again. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I
1: understand how you feel about this. So, yeah, they 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 buy into that stuff, too. I love it. I love it. Um, The only ritual I really have personally is I've been doing this. <clears throat> this will be my ninth year on the Bills sideline. And and honestly, just like I, I'm so lucky to do what I do. And we're all, I think in this business, very lucky we're doing what we love. And every single game, right as the national anthem is being played, I stand in my spot a little bit behind the team on the sidelines. And Matt, I, I literally look around the stadium and I do a 360. And I look around the stadium and I just take it in and I say to myself, I'm in the NFL. Like, it's actually something I've done every single game for eight years on the sidelines. It's amazing. That's the only thing. That's like my thing. I have to make sure that I remind myself. It's not a ritual about winning or losing. It's just a reminder to myself of what I'm doing and the the privilege that I have, I would say, to be on an NFL sideline. Now, the second part of your question, Kevin, who determines dinner on the road? Now, Matt and I, we've met up for dinner. We have different colleagues we've met up for dinner. We don't meet up for dinner, depending on what we all have going on, you know, in our different, professional or personal lives and where we are and what city can be a little bit different for this answer. Of course, when I get with the crew, so to speak, I would say, um, it's either probably Greg Harvey, who's our lead engineer or John Murphy play-by-play man. Um, sometimes Eric Wood has some sort of event going on Who like, Hey, I'm going to there. I, I have to go to some place. You guys want to meet up at this place. Um, I might make a suggestion. I generally am not the guy who decides, but sometimes I will. I kind of go with the flow for that i'm i'm
0: like <clears throat> I would say I decide maybe 50% of the time about where we're going to go to eat. And it just kind of all depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. I am a tourist when I'm going to mm-hmm. other places. I don't try and hide that. Some people are like embarrassed to be a tourist, but when I'm in Kansas city for the first time, I'm like, where's the best place to go get barbecue. I'm of here. And that's what I want to do when you're in a place where you've never been before. You're like, okay, what are they known for? What are they famous for? You go to Indianapolis for the first time, you go to St. Elmo steakhouse and you get the shrimp cocktail. Like that's what you do. So, I like to if it's the first time that I've ever been to a place, usually I'll just do a quick Google search the week of and I'll be like, all right, so what is this place known for? If I don't know already, and I'll try and figure out something based off of that. If it's somewhere where we go every single year, I wouldn't they play the Patriots. We stay in Providence and there's some good Italian restaurants in Rhode Island. So like I'm federal Hill. That's what I'm I'm not picking a restaurant. I'm just saying like, okay, we're going to eat Italian there when they play in Miami, I don't, I don't know. I think I ended up at some, um, I, I don't even remember. So it couldn't, well, know, in
1: Miami, it's, it's, uh, South Florida is so big, depending on where you stay too, whether you're in South beach or Miami, like kind of proper or, you know, um, where whatever part of that particular city might make a difference on where you go and, and what you do, because it's such a long ride too to get from place to place sometimes in those cities. So there's always different ways to do it. Um, I agree with you though, about, you know, you want to eat the cuisine of the place. If you can,
0: do you have a favorite meal from any bills road trip that you have made over the
1: years? This is cheating, but honestly it's Thanksgiving in Dallas The wow. press box that they fed us so amazingly in the press box. Um, but if I, but as far as going out, yeah, like one favorite meal, I don't know. That's hard to say. Oh, you know what? Where were we? Um, oh no, that was Indy. That was the scouting combine. Went to a little Italian place in Indy. It was really good. But Kansas City barbecue is always great. Always yeah. going out. Kansas City barbecue is amazing when you get a chance to go out there and go out for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I've had some really good seafood at a couple stops. Yeah. You know, going to Baltimore, you get like crab cakes and you do that whole thing. Um, the Kansas City barbecue is probably where I would say. And New Orleans is just an unbelievable food city. So there's a little bit of something for everybody there, too. So when they play the Saints again in New Orleans in seven years, you can remember that we're talking about how great the food is in New Orleans.
1: I, David has a question here and I, I don't know if this is directed at both of us, but I know for sure he's asking me about, I think specifically the Kansas city game, because he says, is it tough being on the sidelines working in the playoffs and not becoming a fan as the bills were scoring at will? Oh, well, maybe even I guess the new England game, right? I mean, that would be it too. Um, no, it is not tough because you're always keeping your job in perspective. Like I have a job to do. Matt has a job to do when, when they're doing what they're doing, you're thinking about what your next thing to do is for your job. For example, I'll tell you what happened at the end of the Kansas city game, Matt was, and I don't know if I've shared this story, definitely not on this podcast, but the Bills score with 13 seconds left. And I mean, I go, Oh my God, I literally yelled out. Oh my God, because it was crazy. I look over and there's two young chiefs fans, employees, like the guys that maybe carry the flags or something. And they just look devastated. Like they just saw a ghost. And I'm like, I'm I'm looking at them. I'm like, Oh my God, what's going on. And then all of a sudden I had to remember, okay, What's next? And I started to think about the kickoff, the kickoff. And we all know what happened on the kickoff, but that was my first thing. What's going to happen on the kickoff? And I ran right up to um, Jay Feely, who was the CBS broadcaster that game, and started asking him about the kickoff. And the other thing I was doing was right then, believe it or not, thinking about my post game interview, who I'm going to interview after the game on the field because they're about to win. But I wasn't the only one. This isn't a jinx because we have to do this. It was me. It was Feely and it was Tracy Wilson all doing the exact same thing. We were literally walking down the sidelines, asking each other who you got, who you got, who am I getting? Oh, you have Josh, you have Gabe Davis. Who am I getting? Because I got to wait on who CBS is having before I can get somebody for the radio that that's the part of it, but the emotion of it to answer David's question. Yeah. I mean, I can't be throwing my hands in the air and I can't be yelling at officials and things like that. Uh I mean, I have a job to do, but look, I, I'm part of this thing. I want to see a Super Bowl for this city. And I grew up here. I hope the team wins. I want that to happen. I'm not afraid to say that as a person in my business, but I have to keep the objectivity as best I can and be do my job as best I can throughout everything that's going on.
0: Yeah, my big thing is that I've always rooted for storylines and Mm -hmm. not necessarily teams. And the storyline in that game was unbelievable. So to be there and witness it firsthand was the greatest sporting event that I've ever been to. Actually, the morning of the game, I remember I sat down, I was going on a walk in downtown Kansas City. These late games just take everything out of you because it completely screws up kind of the the setup of your day. And I ran into Elena Getzenberg and Catherine Fitzgerald from ESPN and from the Buffalo News. And they were like, hey, we're going to go get breakfast. Breakfast, you want to come? And I had already eaten, but I just went and sat down and I had a cup of coffee with them. And I was kind of telling them, I was like, I don't know what the storyline from this game is if they lose. And it's not, you know, if it's not like an overtime game or this absolute thriller, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about because it's going to be a lot of the same things that we talked about last year, I feel like. So it's weird kind of having that dynamic. And then ultimately, we know what happened in that game. So, no, it's for me, it's not tough to take myself out of it. I just enjoy when crazy good storylines happen. And for the last couple of years, the Bills have, you know, delivered with those storylines more
1: often than not. I'll never forget walking off that field and the raw emotion of it. It will always stick with me the rest of my life. And these guys, Jordan Poyer, how emotional he was on one knee, Josh Allen and walking off kind of alone, if you will, as Patrick Mahomes has all the cameras around him and looking over and seeing Devin Singletary and Dawson Knox, I believe it was on the bench, exhausted And just sitting there, and I will never ever forget the haze of smoke and me looking and taking in all of those scenes at the end of that game. It will will stick with me forever, and that's in in a way a the great part of our job and my job. It was also a horrible part of my job, if you will, to see that. You know, it was pretty incredible.
0: I actually I don't know if I've told this on the podcast. I've said this before. I was walking down to the field from the press box because the game ended and we had to be live for the eleven o'clock news and they were still doing zoom calls at that point. And I think the Kansas city interviews were in person and I was walking down to the field and I found myself in a tunnel by myself with Patrick Mahomes. It was just the two of us. And we were kind of walking towards each other. He was coming back towards the locker room. I was walking out towards the field and I was just like, Hey, that was the greatest sporting event that I've ever been to. And he was like, yeah, we're not going to forget that one for a long time. And for him, you know, it's the highest of the highs. It's unbelievable. But I know for Bills fans and for the Bills in the locker room, it was just devastation. Um, yeah, sometimes it's tough to take yourself out of the magnitude of everything right. that's happening. But it's also kind of, the, to me, one of the
1: coolest parts of the gig. And real quick, to put a positive kind of spin on this, we're talking about the Kansas City game. David, in that New England game, when they were scoring at Will, you know, for me it was. you know, what, You know what my enjoyment came in? was the fans, man, Matt, looking at the fans being down there in that cold weather, knowing that that's that If it was any other team. It wouldn't have mattered as much as it mattered that night for this, this city, those people. Like I still get goosebumps thinking about how awesome it was to be down there and watch those people have their night, have their night against that team. Finally, it's done. We kicked your butt, get out of here. It's our division. It's our team. And we just embarrassed you on national television. Like that part of it. Mm -hmm. I will say like, if you want to say that's me being a fan, that's fine. But it wasn't me being a fan of the game on the field. It was me being a fan of the fans in that moment.
0: So we're not, this is our community. We yeah. live here. The people we care about, oh, 99% of them great. want to see the Bills win. So when the Bills win, this is a better place to be. It's a happier place to be. You walk into your local coffee shop on a Monday morning and the Bills lose to the Jags. Everybody's miserable in there. But if they have a big win, everybody's pumped up. Everybody's talking about the team. They want to talk about what's going to happen next. So like that's when it's fun. That's when it's exciting. So yeah, that kind of gives me the energy to honestly, to Want to make sure that I'm doing the best job that I can for the fans who are now listening to this podcast or watching on TV, who are listening to you on the radio, whatever it
1: happens to be like that gives us energy to keep on going. All right, let's take two quick ones here uh, because we don't want to spend too much time, but we got a couple of good ones I wanted to get to. Matthew says, out of curiosity, guys, for a new stadium, what is something you'd want to see from a media perspective? I like this because I think the Bills actually have a very good like for me, a radio broadcast location. It's one of the best in the league. Bills and Patriots, two best radio broadcast locations in the league. Maybe not so much for press box, but Matt can answer that. But I would say the tunnel area, it's narrow. There's one way in, one way out. There's no bowels to the stadium. Every other stadium has this. There's so many more access points to get in and out to where you want to go. Sometimes equipment happens. is bad weather, things like that. I'd like to be able to have better access to and from the field and inside and the, just the way that's designed and maybe even getting to the field from the actual press box. It's easy to go through the stands, if you will, like quick, but a lot of stadiums just have a much easier, like an elevator gets you down, bam, you're on the field. We don't have that here. There's a lot of different ways you have to go.
0: Yeah, it's very complicated to get from the press box and the radio booth down to the field. Now, it's okay because you don't do it a ton, but it would be nicer for it to be a little bit more streamlined. I'm going to give an answer that's going to impact everybody who's at the stadium. I just want good Wi-Fi. You take it for granted. like The Bills have great Wi-Fi in the press box. I know it's spotty out in the bowl, but there's a lot of stadiums that don't have good Wi-Fi in the press box because you're kind of on the same signal as all of the other fans there. And when you're doing what we do, Wi-Fi is important. So I just hope that the new stadium has really good Wi-Fi for me, for you, Sal and for anybody else who is on their phone.
1: All right, let's get to our final one. Mark, who is at F Reich comeback on Twitter. Matt is a self-proclaimed cookie guy. He says, what is Sal's idea of an elite level cookie? Well, I'm not much of a cookie guy, but I do love my chocolate chip cookies. That is my go-to cookie like chocolate chip. Okay. I'll definitely do it. Almonds. I like chocolate with almonds cookies, but for me, it's got to kind of melt in my mouth. It's got to be the soft chocolate that breaks off. Like that's, that's the elite cookie for me. I'm not a big cookie guy, but you can get me with those chocolate chip cookies that melt. I don't want the hard ones that break off, Matt. I want the chocolate chips that are soft and they melt when I eat them.
0: So do you know where the cookie thing comes from? Do you know the backstory here? I don't think I do. Okay. So last year at the beginning of the season, I told our buddy Joe Biscaglia that Josh Allen was an oatmeal raisin cookie oh. at the beginning of the season. I said that he is still fine, but we know he is capable of so much more. Nobody would pick an oatmeal raisin cookie over a chocolate chip, over a whatever, but it's still would, like you'd take it. So Josh Allen at his peak is like a warm out of the oven chocolate chip cookie. And there are a few things better than that dessert wise. So for me, the holy grail of cookies is the chocolate chip cookie, the white macadamia nut cookie, and the M&M cookie. Those are my top three. I'm willing to try others and venture off. Some people, like, you know, it's funny. We're talking about Italy at the beginning of the trip. Not a big fan Mm -hmm. of Italian cookies. I know a lot of people love Italian cookies. I don't. I think it's a little too fancy for me. Just give me the good, like put them in the oven for 12 minutes, come out. That's what I want. I don't want the things with all the, you know,
1: cuchatadis or biscotti or any of that. Like
0: that's fine every once in a while, but just give me the chocolate chip. That's all I want.
1: Thank you everybody for listening, downloading and subscribing to it's always game day in Buffalo. Be sure you throw us a nice, nice review. Um, you know, give us a a few likes, a few stars, whatever it is on whatever platform you're using, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, however you're listening. Um, next time we talk, Matt and I are going to go over the wide receivers and the tight ends and we have a special guest. We're going to bring you as well. Speaking of that, and we'll answer more of your questions. All right, Matt. So, uh, We're getting back. This is Max's last week of school, all right, as as I sign off for you today. Do you remember your last week of school when you're in grade school and how excited you were and the countdown of the days? That's what's going on in the Capaccio household here.
0: Oh, it was the best. We had an (laughs) above-ground pool at my parents' house when I was growing up, and I remember like the tradition would be to get out of school, get home, and just go right into the pool. And it was like summer's officially started. There are few feelings greater in the world than I think being in elementary school and having the last day of school before the summer.
1: Uh, that's That's going to happen here at the Capaccio household. All right. We thank everybody for listening. We'll be back next time. And it's always game day in Buffalo.